into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. It is October 1st. It is the spookiest month of the year, and I am here to regale us with a harrowing, horrifying tale from my life. Ooh. Last night at four in the morning, I had to clean up a huge pile of human shit. <laughs> Ooh. You know it was human? Ah! <laughs> I wish we had the soundboard. <laughs> I know it was human because it, I know the human it came from. Oh. <laughs> it was in a bathroom. I mean, it wasn't off the ground or anything. I I, I work in a bar. Uh, Did it look I, like the emoji? Uh, no. That's what's so fucked up about seeing shit in real life is it doesn't look like the emoji at this all. This is a character podcast yeah. now. I'm playing my new character, guy who doesn't know what shit looks like. <laughs> what did it look like? <laughs> was That'd it be- hard? You're a lucky man. <laughs> I, don't I just don't you... know what it is. <laughs> you poop out crystals? I blow steam out of my pores. And that's how I vent relief, like Majin Buu, the famous cartoon character Majin Buu. Oh, he's pooping when he does that? Well, I mean, they're not really like clear on what his body they like don't... works like. Like he sleeps and has a house and stuff. It's all messed up. They don't actually show anyone go to the bathroom in Dragon Ball Z, right? No, they do show Majin Buu going to the bathroom. As of last week, I've seen it. Okay, fair but enough. But I think he's just playing house. He makes a bathroom out of human bodies that he turns into clay and then uh, takes a shit, and there, there's a funny cut where he's putting toothpaste on a toothbrush right after he shit, so it's like he shit his toothpaste. Is this real? Yeah. There's, what the wow. Dragon Ball Z is a stupid show that doesn't make any <laughs> goddamn sense is what's happening. And I've committed my adult life to rewatching it. <laughs> <laughs> that said, tell me Do more I... about the shit you touched. <laughs> okay, so I work at a bar and it's like the type of bar where like one person is working. It's a small place, you know, and uh, it's in Manhattan. Um, I work in Dime Square. I'm the bartender for the Red Scare bar. Oh. Uh, and so it's me and one other guy works there, right? Like if you go there on one day of the week, I'm there. If you go there on the other day of the week, he's there. We pretty much split up the week right now. One of you only tells the truth. The other only lies. Well, yeah, um, kind of where the story's going. He Okay, so I came in the other day and he had put up signs that said um, restroom for customers only. And I took him down because I was working. Then, you know, those that's fine if he, that's how he wants to run the bar during his shifts. But I've been referring to myself throughout my career as a bathroom communist, uh, like a champagne socialist type uh, thing. Uh, I, oh, yeah. Okay. I conceive of social utopia justice you know as uh, a society in which people can go to the bathroom and the reason that I think about this a lot is because in New York City it's often very difficult to do this biological function that everyone has I'm seeing the act one twist in this shit story start to happen as that sign is removed from the door (laughs) You can see where this is going, right? It's so <laughs> people often come in and they, uh, you know, they do this thing where they they like kind of hunch over and they go like, "Excuse me, I'm really sorry. I will buy something if you just let me go to the bathroom." And I like in my heart, like when I ever have had to experience this and from this, you know, side yeah. of the bar, I always go, "This is we do not live in a just world." If you have to like debase yourself like that to ask somebody to go to the bathroom like we capitalism is a bad system we, we think i we're agree free, you know we think we're free and yet 
we have to like ask people to go to the bathroom or like buy shit, you know. We gotta <laughs> overthrow bathroom locks. So <laughs> I have this, like I threw open the doors of the bar and I said, come one, come all. Everyone can use our bathroom because this is fucked up and it just bums me out so much that people feel the need to even ask you know you take should- this town and paint it brown <laughs> give me your tired your poor your uh whatever the fuck it says in the statue of liberty you know you're full of shit <laughs> you're cocked <laughs> and i was like talking about this all night last night and you know i was it was right right at four o'clock in the morning we're going to went outside to smoke a cigarette and then close up the windows and stuff i saw a guy walk in the bar and i was smoking a cigarette and i was like oh fuck i'm gonna have to go in like I, my first thought was i'm gonna have to put out the cigarette that i i've been working so hard to savor this cigarette at the end of my shift you know this guy's gonna go up to the bar he's gonna want to order something i'm gonna have to put out my cigarette oh life is so cruel you know um the irony of fate yada 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 but then he keeps walking past the bar and he goes into the bathroom i'm like oh someone just needs to use the bathroom at four now what is the looks of this gentleman (laughs) not that bad man okay just like a dude he's not like looking (laughs) over his shoulder and giving shifty eyes or nothing well he made kind of a beeline for the bathroom which is you know that's uh red flag number one brown for bathroom number one but uh, you know, if I, I wouldn't, have, I might have been inside and been like, "Hey, go for it! I don't give a shit." You look like a. Well, I probably wouldn't have stopped anyone. I don't know. So then, uh, I come in. My friends hanging out at the bar were like, kind of closing up, talking, having a conversation, and then it occurs to me, like, that guy went in and he never came out. Like, this is <laughs> ten minutes ago. This guy went into the bathroom. And I got to close up. So I got to go around and start yelling, you know, last call, like in the bathroom, <laughs> um, <laughs> last call on toilets, you know, um, make your pushes now. Yeah. <laughs> and then like just the worst smell I've ever smelled. Oh, fuck. I buried. I forgot the Chekhov's gun in the story, though. The problem is that toilet. There's two bathrooms, right? The men's room one broke earlier in the night. Something was wrong with it. So it just wasn't pumping any water into it. Thanks. <sighs> So I went in and I was like, oh, no, oh, no, I can smell that someone did something smelly in here. And I put a sign up on the door. It's his bathroom. This toilet's busted. Use the other one. But he just like disregarded it. Oh, Oh, this is the utility of signs. Can you I yelled like, hey, uh, hey, buddy. Uh, You know, he sort of said like, oh, I'll be out of your hair in a minute. I I knew what this was. (laughs) If you have a home, you come in and you take a hooker bath and stuff like that. So I knew what was going on and I said, hey, man, um, no, no big deal. Bathroom socialist here. Uh, but can you use the other bathroom for this? Because this one's broken. But then I sort of realized like it already started. And he was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> the ritual has begun. <laughs> and like he was like, oh, yeah, I'll be out of your hair in a minute. You know, he yeah. was like, apologetic about it because we live yeah. in a horrible society where no one can go to the bathroom. You'll and, never uh, see me again. Then he. But then he left, and when he left, everything was still there, you know? (laughs) So it's just a dry toilet with a massive shit in it? And, like, just tons of toilet paper. Oh, God. You know how people just open, like, an entire... They find a closet full of napkins, and they just throw it all in there for some reason? I have never understood this in my entire life. (laughs) People throw, like, a full tree on top of the poop like it's going to, like, undo it from existing, and it's like that's not what it's there for. It's not a blanket for the poop. (laughs) Throw it in the trash, dude, like, because it's impossible to deal with at that point, especially if there's no water. (laughs) So, do you understand the shifts I work this place like 12 hours on your feet in the weeds like insane I make pretty good money but I'm like but at that point I'm dead and then I like came in the <laughs> bathroom and was like no <laughs> this is gonna take like another hour to deal with. <laughs> and it's just like you just feel defeated on the way home you just you you wash it all off you know the the feeling but it doesn't go away yeah, the the Gross. poop goes into you. <laughs> yeah. So I feel rough, man. I mean, I took like, you know, the law and order shower when I got home and everything, but like 
Ah, fuck, dude. I know somebody else with poop on their hands right now. A little <laughs> fella called America. Hello, everyone. Mm. Welcome to Pod Damn America. Uh, season's greetings. Sorry about that story, but did it frighten you? <laughs> yeah, I wish we had the soundboards. I go, did he? I'll put. I'll do Don't we one want toilet sound noise on there too. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, we're doing this on the computer today because it's uh, hurricane weather outside and the train is down, which is a combination of obstacles. Where we're going to go ahead and do this digitally. Uh, so yeah, give me your give me your sound requests. I'll put them in. I'll do a I'll do a, fu- a few fun ones for my buddies. Careful what you wish for. After hearing about their terrible tales. The point of this story, I guess, though, is that, like, I was bragging about letting everyone use the bathroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now I feel as though I've been owned by uh, the capitalists, by <laughs> the private enterprise people. You got burned. Like, they probably sent that guy in. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> the lesson feels like, uh, you know, you went too far. You look like you eat a lot of fiber. I have, a, I have somebody I gotta bring low. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a saw thing or like a Faustian deal, you know. Like, well, we were you gonna talk about be able to use the bathroom, do you? <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna talk about Anders' work next, and I think that part of his work is uh, standing on the street and accepting payment to destroy bathrooms. Oh. If, uh, is that my house? Is any example of what's going on there? Are they, I mean, hey, that was. That was more our other host. But both of you together run a train on my bathroom every time I come over. Like you're jumping it into a gang. I don't know why. (laughs) You don't have any spray. You need some scent stuff. Well, I don't 90% of the time. You know, you don't until you need it. I I will. I don't think that was that was me. I just want to go on record for all the ladies (laughs) listening. Um, But uh, you actually reminds (laughs) <laughs> I, I do have a girlfriend right. and sometimes she will hear secondhand that I'm gross. Um, I mean, for all the ladies, what do you care about what ladies think of you? Yeah, what do you care about ladies? You're a taken man. You're off the mark. I guess I should. Yeah, I should lean into the opposite, <laughs> right? If you were thinking, if you were in any way um, swayed by my beautiful voice, then just know that it is on the other end of a disgusting body. You're listening to Anders the Grouch right now. <laughs> popping out of his trash can to take a shit. That's what you're supposed to do actually, when you're in a relationship is when the other person's not around, smell bad, dress like shit. I wear like a neon turtleneck, no pants, what? slime. You're supposed to do hair. this. You're supposed to get slime. Neon turtleneck. <laughs> to lower yourself minus the presence of a partner. Yeah. Andrews is correct. He's um, one of the best boyfriends I've ever seen in the game. Uh, Andrews, you. you've been background acting, and you wanted to share, you wanted to share a, a slice of life from that. I believe this is Spooktober, so these are all spooky workplace stories. I feel like it's appropriate. Yeah, That's- I mean, it hardly compares. But yeah, I've uh, as I've talked about on the show three hundred times. I did background acting once, like seven years ago, and that was like that was a Law and Order, and it was like seven hours. And after that, I was like, oh, I'm never doing that again. Yo, seven hours to just stand, which motherfucker hanging out in the background yeah <laughs> iced tea was there i mean that's the thing is it it i've worked jobs where i've worked you know 12 hours but you're doing stuff so it doesn't feel like 12 hours and it's just very it's awful with it especially if you don't have a, a smartphone which is me at the time in 2015 but um, he's got a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but I decided to do it again. I don't think I should name the show. And it was uh, 14 hours. Um, eight of which. Eight. Yeah, about eight. We're at a train station doing two shots. It's just walking again and again and again. And these really uncomfortable shoes. And it was it was rough. But um, the thing that really stuck with me is they have uh, a whole crew obviously there's PAs and be- people who are there even longer than the than the actors and responsible for all kinds of shit can never do that um but there's a guy in charge of the waste now that we're on topic the 
the garbage. Uh. They have a guy in front of the waste bin. There's trash, recycling, compost, and a guy with a grabber just like going in and making sure every item is goes in the right receptacle. That's and tough. It, it's, I mean, it's tough because it's, and I, it, I'm not an asshole, so I didn't say this, but there was a small part of me that really wanted to go up to him and be like, cause he, you know, I don't, you know, obviously, Hey, it's a job's a job, but he's, he's like took himself very seriously in doing this. Um, he's like, no, 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 that's compost. That's compost. That's compost. This is common on film sets where people take their niche job that pays yeah. them $25 an hour and become a tyrant of the five feet around them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, but like, I was so close to, I did not say this, but I really wanted part of me wanted to go up to him and be like, Hey man, you know, it all goes to the same place, right? <laughs> yeah. Just completely. It's a citywide thing is we we pay people at the waste management to take it apart. And then all of the garbage just gets thrown into a big heap. I don't know why we have this system. It doesn't seem good, but everybody knows about it. Yeah, it's not a system. It's recycling bins in New York City. I mean, in most of the country, recycling does absolutely nothing. Most places, maybe some of it goes somewhere else. If you're in like Vast Seattle is always or something, go, what's some, that? Like, if you're in some green stronghold, like a Portland, Maine, or Seattle, or something, I could see the the city's probably gone out of their way to take care of that correctly. But the rest of it is Maybe. just a war on uh, trash and the yeah. sea. But New York, even if you want to recycle, you want whatever the system to be able to to uh, differentiate. You, they already do that. Like you said, there's already somebody whose job it is at the facility to sort the stuff. So you're just it's it's completely pointless. And for show, that's why like when people are self-righteous about recycling in New York, it's just like, what? Why? This is just for you. That's, you know, but- this is purely for like some tax write off from Kathy Hochul that the film set gets to have like a compost guy. Yeah. Also, like on an individual level, it's for you to feel like you've done something and then never think about politics ever again. Yeah. I did my part. I put the. I would love to never think about politics again by this point. (laughs) Just recycle. (laughs) It's what it is. It's a scam. It's individual. Too late for me. But nothing horrible has happened to you since you've been background acting? Aches and pains. That sort of thing. Nobody's like, given you a yelling for uh, looking at the grip too long or something. <laughs> Nothing too bad. I mean, there was this thing where like no phones. Uh, if you take a picture, we will fucking sue you into a debtor's prison. Oh, I then, saw you tweet though yesterday. Yeah, they don't care. They don't actually care. There's like they all this shit rule. they warn you about. And then you get to set and it's like there's too uh, many people to give a shit about any of that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, anyway, point is, uh, it's 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 a paradox because it's uh, some of the easiest work you can do, but also some of the hardest. I think the hardest job is being a mother. That's true, Alex. Do you have oh, a you think that's a job? A you think that ought to be commodified? It's your job, right? Your mom. Yeah, my job. I'm a mom. I take care of my kids. I'm a mom. You have a nightmare story about it. My kids are my cats. Um, my cats, they, well, it's so hard for me <laughs> the way that these children treat me because they will often smash a glass full of water in the middle of the night next to my head that I then have to clean up with multiple <laughs> tools at four in the morning. <laughs> and then also glass just really stays in the ground even after you've cleaned it several times. So you're still bleeding in from your feet three days later but not not anything too exciting um i like to spend my you know part of being a mom is you support those around you you support the people picking up shit and seeing a trash guy and so that's that's where my energies are right now you have to devote your energies to other places other places um really need help being our the mom of this podcast and letting me and andrews suckle on you 
Yeah, I enjoy break it. glass around you. I, I enjoy it when you suckle on my teat and then are too hard. And I go, too hard, too rough. Yeah. But then we have an understanding. Um, do you know who else had a, a, their teat suckled too rough this week? <laughs> Was the state of Florida. When oh, boy. A recent hurricane swept through the area, just demolishing the entire place, as far as I can tell. Uh, yeah, they got no more Florida. Big- Big baby, big baby Ian. Big ba- baby Ian, he smash you. He's um visiting us right now, but he's just playing around. He's not, none of the glasses are falling off or nothing. Um, yeah, I know Florida always gets hurricanes, but goddamn, they had to like evacuate everywhere over there. I don't really have much to say about it, but you have to mention it because it's probably the big thing in America this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty messed up. Um, my f- favorite part of this story, I'm allowed to say that I have one, is an MSNBC headline that came out about it that I noticed the other day, which is Governor DeSantis pipes down as Florida's hurricane problems ratchet up. <laughs> Which I think that they don't, whoever wrote that doesn't understand like Zoomer internet lingo because it sounds like he lays the pipe. <laughs> DeSantis. Daddy DeSantis pipes down Hurricane Ian. <laughs> <laughs> In preparation for the storm, he dicks down. <laughs> I I don't really see how he has dicked the hurricane down in this case because it, it looks like just lots of videos of floods as far as I could tell and people stuck on rooftops like it's like it's New wish, Orleans or something. I bet he wishes he was one of those immigrants he sent to Martha's Vineyard right about now. Yeah, Martha's yeah. Vineyard famously not hit by a hurricane right now. Have a cell phone not right now. Sending people yeah. away from the south from a different state i'm if anybody remembers that <laughs> i Not saw he was like ask, i saw he was like asking for charity for like everybody to donate to like relief funds which is something that like the state of florida should kind of have you that is think. a very funny move for the governor to do go fund me <laughs> in bio i control yeah. local fema deployments <laughs> Trump one up even that apparently what he put out a thing raising money and people at first thought like oh is he raising money for hurricane victims and it's just for him <laughs> for like <a> <laughs> <time>. <laughs> he's just doing it during all of this so it looks that way oh my well, god he needs money so he can talk about it yeah and how it's very not nice or whatever he'll have to say <laughs> or fake I don't really know what his angle is it's always switching yeah can't pin that guy down can I, speaking of pinning people down and Florida, can I speaking of insert, pinning people to the ground and piping them? <laughs> Very much. I'm I going to insert, apologies, a little NFL news because this has been making uh, oh. waves oh. metaphorically. Do you see this in Florida? The Miami Dolphins, which have been affected by the hurricane that I, well, I believe it's more in Tampa, more up north, like Tampa, but I, I think it's the whole state, but especially Tampa. But Miami also affected. Um, and Tua, their quarterback, I like him a lot. He's uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, he got a concussion on Sunday. And whoever the, the team doctor was or the players union person, just they just kind of it's like he was stumbling around the field. And they're like, yeah, you can you can go back in the game. And they managed to make it out okay. Then he had to play again on Thursday and got another concussion. And in the interim, all these people were like, that's not the protocol. You need to, there's no way he was cleared to go back into the game, let alone start another game if you're following all the protocols correctly. Um, but the coach, and this is where it gets kind of funny. The coach of the Miami Dolphins is this guy, Mike McDaniel. He looks like a scrawnier, nerdier version of me, but is like in terms of pigmentation as well, but is black. Technically, he is black. 
Um, okay. And it, it blows Does a lot of people. Does he have albinism? Voice. No, I don't. It's some, I, I don't know exactly the details, but it's uh, <laughs> biologically he is he's, black. He's been Anders Leified. Yeah. Disease. Um, but he he was like, he insisted, oh, yeah, we followed all the protocols. If if I thought Tua couldn't play, he wouldn't have played. He gets his second concussion in the game against the Bengals. They fly back to uh, the team flies back to Miami together. And um, he's asked later, the coach is asked, was Tua OK? And he's like, I, he was OK. Yeah, we on the plane together home. I watched MacGruber with him. <laughs> and if you follow concussion protocol and I didn't I'll, I'll admit I didn't know this until but I'm not in charge of fucking any NFL team uh, health stuff you're not supposed to watch things on screens after you get a concussion that's you're like not supposed to watch McGruber especially <laughs> yeah it will make you dumber is the it thing it's a fantastic film it. but let's be honest about what that's bringing to the table there <laughs> he, he said does he was that laughing. bit where he puts the whole uh he puts the vegetables in his ass and then the wiggles it around to distract people. Yeah. That he keeps telling movie. everyone to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that was a funny movie. You can't show that to concuss people. They'll laugh too hard. Whip their head around. <laughs> yeah. The blood won't be able to get to their brain. <laughs> yeah. But That's anyway, he's being up though. He got like really injured from watching McGruber. <laughs> Yeah, he got two concussions in the span of a week and was just like, yep, you're okay. He's been treated like an actual dolphin at SeaWorld. Yeah. That's how they treat <laughs> the players. They don't it's get the time sad. off they deserve at SeaWorld, in my opinion. They need to be allowed to eat fish heads whenever they want and swim for fun. I agree with that. Well... You know who else we could check on? And this guy isn't, well, he's not exactly too tied to Florida, but you know what they have in Florida is the Space Coast, Cape Canaveral, mm. John F. Kennedy Launch Center, okay? Mm -hmm. The they're Space sending stuff up to space, and they're not the only ones these days because we have the world's most brilliant inventor, Elon Musk, on the task of saving humanity from the approaching eco-genocide by taking us to space. And Elon has had a big week. He's done a lot of unveiling of exciting new products. Um, first of which is the Cybertruck, which is a combination of words I have not heard in three years. Elon is actually a really good example of someone to talk about through the lens of bathroom communism because he will never create a situation in which people can just go to the bathroom because you would need actual like public uh infrastructure for that but he's a big privatization guy you would need public restrooms like used to exist in new york city there's literally one like near my bar but uh obviously it's like shut down because why would the city why would eric adams you know fund things like bath bathrooms for people to use no we need more cops right uh um, gonna make he's gonna introduce like for 50 cents you can use some <laughs> of the finest toilets that the tri-state area has the offer and in exchange the money will be going to swag leadership academy my new charter school <laughs> have your haters become your waiters when you sit down at the toilet of success so <laughs> what i guess why would you have a waiter in there doesn't matter um like maybe i'm the waiter uh sometimes the guys with the little towels are the waiter at the bathroom right <laughs> you're manifesting this this is going to be the toilet of success that's what is going the public private yeah. private partnership will be called the public okay um but elon is the type of guy who like wouldn't understand that problem he would think the way to solve this problem would be to create like a super tech toilet or like mm. an underground system of tunnels that you ride a toilet around in or something what about the tunnel that sucks out all your shit <laughs> yeah if you have no shit you don't need to shit anywhere do you and you can stay in your car and watch spongebob that is he's that would be him just doing that you know how like he um you know like tech people like like they'll like we came up with an uber that's actually a big vehicle and it just goes around the city and you're like you invented a bus that would be him inventing plumbing. Like the boring company is uh, <laughs> laying pipes underground. It's an, uh, 
innovative, uh, revolutionary technology. We're putting pipes in the ground. And if everything this... goes as planned, we will no longer need chamber pots. <laughs> That's the innovation I'm bringing to you for $10 trillion. And then it's just a toilet that's just like hexagonal and weird and <laughs> angular for some it's reason. Sharp. <laughs> Why? Yeah, the, whole, the whole thing with the truck is the truck the truck is sharp. That's what I remember from 2018 <laughs> or 2019 when this came out, is they were like, You want a truck that looks like shit? We're looks working like really like hard on that. In Goldeneye, like Nintendo 64, where they like couldn't do like curves yet. So everything's just like boxy and shit. It appeals to me. I kind of like that it looks like the Halo Warthog, but uh, I don't think guys who buy trucks are going to love that. You know, I don't know what we're talking about, though. But the thing about the truck, so uh, apparently this is a pattern for him. Whenever he unveils a new product without talking to anyone, he'll just he'll just like make unfounded claims about it like during the press release so on twitter he, he's talking about the cyber truck and he's like yeah we're really excited about the cyber truck i want to get the quote up here for a second uh okay so he, he has the big cyber truck reveal again for all the updates on cyber truck uh then tweets out immediately cyber truck will be waterproof enough to briefly serve as a boat <laughs> so it can cross rivers lakes and even seas that aren't too choppy I don't think anybody hmm. looking to purchase this truck was like, oh, great. Now I will drive it to the bottom of a lake. <laughs> well, you also like even if a car can technically serve as a boat, which all of them can before sinking, uh, you're not allowed to do that. There's no like infrastructure for like, oh, you can get to work faster if you cross, you know, take the left through the fucking Hudson River or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't become a boat. It just like is a car underwater. <laughs> That hermetically seals you in, probably without door handles, because that's a big thing. <laughs> you know how you feel safe in one of those above ground? Now imagine you're at the bottom of a lake. <laughs> and then he adds, and so this is the part that uh, one of the engineers who used to work at Tesla was saying, like, I can guarantee this is the first time the design team has seen this claim. Needs to be able to get from Starbase to South Padre Island, which requires crossing the channel. So he's like making specific nautical promises for his truck. <laughs> yeah, Just like going up and making up shit for uh, <laughs> the world and then like hoping we can hit the hit the ball from the half court. It, they call it the unsinkable truck. Panic. <laughs> he heard all the complaints about how his truck is too sharp and is like, well, is yours a boat? <laughs> Mine's a boat. Oh, man. Did you see his robot? It's got a robot now? He's invented like the Walt Disney welcome to Epcot <laughs> robot. Yeah. He also <laughs> unveiled this week this thing called the Tesla bot. And like there's like multiple videos of them doing the thing where the curtains come out and like they unveil it like young Frankenstein or whatever. But like the bunch of them are there's like one where it kind of is doing its job. And I think that's like the official one that he tweeted out. But there's a fucking ton of these other videos where there's three guys behind this like mannequin looking ass robot, like holding it together so it doesn't fall over while it just, you know, it it has the. It raises Robotic, the roof like dexterity of like the fucking shit from Disneyland or like a you know, Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. Like it's moving like a stupid ass robot. <laughs> I don't know what the point of this is supposed to be. Like, what is this even supposed to do? I was also, looking into this for for this episode. And so the, the bot is called the Optimus, first of all, which is like so sick. But on top of that, it's pretty much all the promises they're making are like, this is to replace workers. This is so we don't have to pay workers. <laughs> if you could make one to clean the toilet at my bar, I'd become a Musk fan immediately. You will be replaced by the robot. You misunderstand. This is <laughs> this is so that like we can fully move wealth just to like six people instead of twenty five. That's also kind of fine with me. The funny but also it will never happen, so don't be too worried about it because this thing <laughs> doesn't. Last time they tried to present it, they just had a guy in a costume. <laughs> the funniest thing about it to me is if you look really closely because in 2020 fucking all these dumbasses moved to Austin and like put on their little cowboy hats and did their 
I'm playing the Creek and Cave. Here's the flyer. I'm wearing a cowboy hat thing. He's it's got a little like um like a Texas star belt buckle thing on its little like pelvis part <laughs> for no reason. Just, uh-uh. just like we'll make it also a cowboy. Star David. No, it's a it's a five pointed star. You just thought you would throw that anti-Semitic. <laughs> just trying to get that he's trending tag in there. <laughs> Anders is the last one being anti-Semitic here. It's cowboy Elon Musk, a new That's character true. we're all afraid of. The cowboy robot I would not trust around most. People. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Did anyone shit on the floor? <laughs> yes, robot, please. I've been working for a very long time. The sun is coming up. Oh, there, partner. I work at Starbucks, but I don't give you my pronouns. Pachoo, pachoo. We are socially confusing, but if you could go ahead and clean up. Pachoo. Oh, my God. I've angered. I have a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Pachoo. (laughs) Texas style. Oh, <laughs> it'd be very funny. They release the robot. It's like half finished, but there are guns in the arms. Like it doesn't function, but it's already turned evil. Like in the AI <laughs> horror movies. If anybody was going to put out a deadly robot, I fully trust it will be this man. I'll give him that. It'll be deadly and cringe at the same time. <laughs> uh, I got killed by the soy robot. <laughs> no, he could. Uh... Another Musk news. It's looking like there's a chance he will be forced to buy Twitter because he said he was, and then he said he wasn't. Then he said he was again, and then is trying to say, no, I I, I don't want to actually. But legally, uh, there is a possibility. You can't just walk out of that deal, and this is uh, being decided. He should have to buy it. I'm careful what you wish for because he wants to turn it basically into a everything is monetized. Like you have to you have to like get beyond the blockchain to like tweet and see things and Bro, he's gonna sell this thing the second he gets it. He doesn't want to deal with any of this shit. He wants to turn it into one of those cell phone video games where you have to buy power crystals and then trade them for premium badges, which then <laughs> you trade back for super crystals. He wants to turn it into the game that doesn't exist where there's like lava on the floor and you pull the floor out and it falls onto a skeleton and burns the skeleton and it plays on YouTube videos. I had a really dark moment in my life recently where one of those games actually looked kind of fun to me and I tried to download it and play it and it's just all ads. You can't even play the game. They don't let you play it. It looks fun. It does look fun. Why doesn't Elon spend some of his money doing that instead of losing billions of dollars on the like worst financial decision in recorded human history by a single individual? There's another fun game and it looks or it looks fun where you're like running and then you like move the guy left and right and then uh depending on which things you run through your Pokemon gets like evolved and you fight stuff. Okay. Also unplayable game. It sucks. People need to stop making unplayable games. Part but, of the games is you got to play them. So hold on, though. There's more to this uh, Twitter story, right? There's yeah. I mean, it, it would be bad enough if if Musk was in charge of it, but if he if he got it and then sold it, um, it may go to I don't know someone even worse. There's there's someone who was involved in the deal, Jason Calacanis, who's a angel investor, and. A bunch of texts just had to be released by, for some reason, this is being decided at the Delaware Court of Chancellery, which is, you know, the state where a lot of corporations live, Um, more corporations than people, almost, not quite, but just a ton of corporations um, that, you know, physically are not there. Um, But this guy... Calicanus, some texts were released between the two. Um, he texts to Musk, you have my sword. And then is trying to get him to do this really bad shit, uh, such as um, he says, I just had the best idea ever for monetization. And he suggests that 
users could pay Twitter in order to spam their followers with promotional DMs. So if you follow the Pod Damn America Twitter account, all of a sudden, all of you could just get a DM that says, I have a girlfriend. Um, okay. Tomorrow. Like that could be. As entrepreneurs, this empowers us. For only six monkey pictures. An example that Calacanis gives is he says, imagine we ask Justin Beaver. <laughs> that's what he wrote. Justin Beaver to come back and let him DM his fans. He would sell one million of merchandise or tickets instantly would be insured. So essentially they would just ruin the website and everyone would stop coming on the website. Three is the only thing anyone likes about it. It's a horrible (laughs) place. We'll finally be free. I don't see any bad side to this man getting this. (laughs) Look, I'm moving to TikTok. I'm 16 years old. I'm ready to pop off over there. Alex is a young boy. I'm taking my hat and turning it backwards and reading you the news. Yeah. But he, uh, Musk did at least shut this guy down. He was like, Morgan Stanley and Jared think you are using our friendship not in a good way. This makes it seem like I'm desperate. Please stop. Wow. Could you imagine getting that text from Elon Musk? (laughs) I could, (laughs) honestly. The most uncool man alive is asking you to turn it down on the record released to the public jesus christ is that the whole text no there's like thousands of them dude and they're mostly like every celebrity being like i joe rogan was texting him being like it's dope you're attacking the woke mob (laughs) the the version of that that i read is funny because it was like him this long explanation of like and then the microtransactions people will use they'll pay to interact with their followers it will be backed up by the blockchain and that will you know create uh profits about it and then like it, it's like uh you know you can read when someone sent a text or whatever and then like the next morning at like nine in the morning after this long ass manic spree of here's how blockchain twitter is going to work it, it's just him going Actually, blockchain Twitter is impossible. Yeah. (laughs) Right. He's just back and forth. That's why, yeah, it is kind of a big question mark as to what would happen if he actually owned it, which I think you're right. He would just sell it immediately. Yeah, it is. It is good. He's losing billions of dollars off of this almost as like a slap on the wrist. I know it doesn't matter when your wealth reaches that high because you don't feel anything anymore. But (laughs) it is at least embarrassing. At least he's going in like the Guinness World Record book for worst financial decision of all time. Yeah. Speaking of the worst decisions of all time, uh, J.R. Bolsonaro just tweeted out a video of himself dancing shirtless. And well, it's confusing. Uh, the elections in Brazil are tomorrow. Bolsonaro, uh, what Lula, right? He's back. Yep. From dead. Um, Vote your ass off in the Brazilian national election. <laughs> <laughs> there uh, is uh, who knows what the fuck could happen. There are people already preemptively writing about the possibility of there being like a weird J6 thing because it looks like Bolsonaro is going to lose. But who the fuck knows? Um, but he is insane on Twitter and in general, and he re- it's really bizarre. Bolsonaro quote tweeted a Mark Ruffalo tweet, which <laughs> Ruffalo, I'm certain, is not a Bolsonaro fan, because he's like a Bernie guy, he's like a leftist, you know? I mean, maybe he, uh, the it's the other way around, because of the Hulk, right? Bolsonaro gets very mad. Yeah, you don't know who's tweeting. Yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> it could be the Hulk. So, fucking Mark Ruffalo speaks <laughs> in Brazilian, which I did not know he speaks. Is he Brazilian? Uh, Brazilian friends, if you're going to vote on Sunday, at Fabio Porchat promised to teach me how to dance Envolver, Envolver by Anita, which is like, I guess, a big British uh, or a big, big Brazilian pop star. Her, she has like 18 million followers. I'm sure everyone knows who she is, but me, I don't know. But, um, so fucking Bolsonaro sees this and retweets it clearly misunderstanding that Mark Ruffalo is probably telling people to vote for Lula. I'm assuming here. <laughs> and then he just fucking tweets this video, like some TikTok or some shit of this. It 
at first it looks like him just wearing shorts like swim trunks or gym shorts or something in his bathroom like a tie like a necktie on but no shirt just shirtless and doing this goofy ass finger gun dance to it yeah uh, the dance he's doing though i do not it's tricky because it looks exactly like his head but the dance does not look like a dance shair bolsonaro is capable of doing with his level of health the body looks too like alive and healthy but the face looks just like him which i'm like but then he follows it up and goes, to be clear, this is not me in the video. Do you think it's like a ghost in the shell f- digital face mask thing? I, maybe it's a deep fake. Yeah, because the face looks exactly like him. But maybe it's just some guy that looks exactly like him. I don't know. But he, it looks like a body that could be his body, except it's moving too fast, if that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, this is an insane thing to do the day before this like huge election. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't understand. In Brazil, you got to dance if you want to win. <laughs> I mean, he's just he, he just keeps going, I think, in terms of social media. You know, a lot of his campaign has been on on WhatsApp. That's a big part of how he won last time. He just keeps posting and posting and posting different things. And he's uh, the world's first bitmoji president. He has to yeah. post his way to single-handedly destroying the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> That's like his campaign promise is like, we're going to get those last bits. We're going to fuck him up. It makes sense that he's super online because he's very like Trumpy. Like he yeah. rose to power on the, the anti-woke. We got to get rid of all these queer people doing things to society shit. And like, uh, what's his Trump Jr. is doing videos about how you should vote for Bolsonaro and all this stuff. Um, the Maloney lady likes him. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting because, you know, from what I've heard about Brazil, it's, there is a very strong conservative, um, bent to a lot of things like in, in media, uh, like the radio is very right wing and, but and it's it's been hard for the left to kind of break through on a cultural level. But Lula is such a singularly popular figure because of um, he represents good times because it actually was a very prosperous. I like to think I represent good times. Come on. So, yeah, it's it looks like he'll win. The question is, um is he going to beat the runoff? Because if a runoff election, so if, we, if Lula gets over 50%, then it's over. But if he doesn't, then they have a second round. And that's where things could get hairy, dicey, etc. Um, and yeah, Bolsonaro has already said I th- if he doesn't win by something like 60% in the first round, then it's rigged. Um, I don't know who it's supposed to be rigged by. That's cause... a good rule if you can declare it. <laughs> If yeah. I didn't win by a lot, it was made up. <laughs> 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 Calling it now. Really also, I'm the scary. sitting president. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Here's a video that may be me dancing, but it's not clear. There's, I found a few more of those, too. It's very confusing. There's people with various different bodies. Maybe it's like a meme where you deep fake yourself shirtless as the president of Brazil and dance. Lulu's got to step up to the task and do that himself. But he sent it out. It's not like he was retweeting another guy. Like he set, created the video. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what to believe anymore. That's all part of his 4D chess plan to make you not know what, uh, re, you know, black is white, up is down. What's real? I'm extremely I mean, confused. One of Trump's last campaign ads in 2020 was just him dancing to YMCA. So maybe it's like a he's there's a part that. of being a reactionary that we have not cracked yet. Yeah, no, this that is lies actually, in the dancing vote. This is in like when you read the you know the the crazy playbooks. This is Hitler did this right before <laughs> he took the chancellorship. Yeah. He did. Uh, I don't know what the big dance, the viral dance back was was back then, like the Lindy Hop or Lindy something. Lindy Hop, yeah. Was that after Lindbergh? Named after Lindbergh? If it was, Hitler is probably a fan. But that's right. I'm sure it was named after Lindbergh. (laughs) Hey, everybody, do the Lindbergh baby. (laughs) Where is it? I'm looking around. Where is it? Um, it's you mentioned uh, 
Trump Jr. He just said straight up, like, vote for Jair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, those guys all love each other. For some reason, That's Bernie nice. released a video about Brazil sure, sure, to like, the Brazilian people. Dancing. I'm dancing in my bathroom with Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> imagine it. Yeah. To be clear, that was not me in the video. <laughs> <laughs> but he... Uh, he he opens the video by saying, I'm an American politician. For me to tell you who to vote for would be completely inappropriate. It's like that's dumb. Why? Yeah. Like what's why what what's stopping you from sharing your opinion about another country? Like what like clearly he wants Lula to win, but he just said in the video, whoever you vote for, just be sure that the election is democratic. Like, are there any people? Is there any? How many people out there are going to go vote for Bolsonaro and then be like, "Yeah, but I really want the rightful Victor to win here." I, I I think he's lying about the election, but I still voted for him. Maybe there are people like that, but well, this is kind of a Bernie. Like Bernie's been busy this week because he whipped up the votes for that bill um, condemning a possible coup if one happens. Yeah in the US Congress or Senate or whatever. I know they're different things, but in my brain they shared the same wrinkle. So they they matched together. But uh yeah, I that is a it's a standout uh push from the US who never uh goes out of their way to condemn a right wing coup. At least yeah, not this in the be, last fifty years. This will be unprecedented territory completely. If uh, and it had almost unanimous support too, which is yeah, really impressive yeah, because uh, the economist apparently endorsed Lula because Bolsonaro and, you know, a lot of centrists were the Wall Street Journal were pretty happy about him being elected in 2018. But he's just such an incompetent president that well, he he really embodies this the moment we're having. Right. Which for the last six years, four years No, I 2022 last six years, we were in full death drive across the mm-hmm. globe. Ukraine again, doubling down, trying to join uh, NATO at an accelerated pace. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Maybe just leave them in. Maybe we'll get more dances. Yeah, they're starting to talk about nukes again. That like I no, feel I'm- so good when we just keep talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently somebody thinks uh, uh, Russia is starting to look at what are the what do they keep they keep like adding these weird caveats like this is a non doomsday nuke just a tactical <laughs> it'll just be a little precision nuke yeah just well the a, thing in the last they're they're like hedging they're testing the language of like what if we just do a little one on Ukraine like what's the smallest nuke we can do that doesn't immediately end the world and the consensus everywhere is like. If so much as a nuclear pebble explodes in this country, everyone is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word for it. What about a nuclear pebble? Just a pebble. Just a funny one. It can a pebble still has a lot of atoms in it. That's true. Just millions. Right? Maybe not millions, but a lot. A Flintstone style nuclear device. Um speaking of bombing, uh Jake is doing stand-up again. <laughs> yeah, folks, <baby>. roasted. <laughs> wow. All right, damn, Woo! dude. Roast Master General over here just got my ass. I'm your mom. I was your <laughs> my mom. Damn it. <laughs> Go to your room. I was say. <laughs> speaking of bombing, uh, a bunch of shitty comedians are in the Libertarian Party. Oh know? yeah. Uh, and there has been a fucking insane like. Trotskyist split in the Libertarian Party apparently this week, which is causing chapters to dissolve and disband. And uh, they're doing all sorts of weird libertarian shit, like forking off in various directions, apparently because of the radical nature of the Mises Caucus, which is (laughs) heavily involved with by a the worst comedian of all time, Dave Smith from the Legion of Skanks, who is uh, also a dork and wants to run for president under the libertarian party um and is really into this thing called the mises caucus but apparently there's like a fucking generational split in the libertarian party where a lot of the old people are kind of disgusted with um the new alt-right 
Irish yeah, friendly. The people the people trying to do Ron Paul stuff are like very put off by the Republican Party rejects who have showed up to embrace white nationalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because they shouldn't be, because they're the <laughs> same people, basically. You guys are all on the same side. Yeah, you basically believe in the same things, but maybe don't like to see it like expressed to its full extent and logical conclusions, which are Nazi shit. Um, but yeah. yeah, there's there's something going on, and uh, I don't know. There's I I don't I read that article, but I don't understand the. It was like I didn't really read the nuts and bolts of the various like votes and committees and stuff because that was like reading about DSA politics I should read about, but more like worse and meaningless, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Even more confusing because you don't recognize any of the names and you also have to remember the names of the libertarian guys and their Asian wives. (laughs) (laughs) Doubling the numbers. Do you remember like um, the Gary Johnson came out of the, the, a version of the libertarian party was he 2016? Uh, yeah. He ran in 2012 and 2016. Right. First, he actually ran in 2012 for the Republican nomination, uh, same time as Ron Paul. And they both had the same policies, basically, and then split and uh, ran as a libertarian. And yeah, was a, was kind of boring, right? And that's what I feel like um, is, is unsaid here, is that libertarianism ultimately... Is is kind of a boring platform. It's just like we we, we want to do nothing. Well, right? I mean, it's it's I would create chaos and and devastation. But like the the stuff, their their answer to everything is just less less government, less government. That's not that interesting. So you need a little edge to it. Yeah, and that's why the alt right guys and the fucking failed comedians and stuff brought in yeah. like media pizzazz and and made it uh, a lot of fun. But like it's I mean, a lot it was, of fun <laughs> for them. I mean, uh, but like it, it was the old school libertarian stuff was funny, like not on purpose. Like there's that famous clip of right. them arguing over whether uh, you should driver's licenses should be a thing. And they're like, hell no. And they're all guys with like, you know, dad jeans, like buttoned up to their nipples and shit and like weird dress shirts that they think makes them look professional or whatever they're all hell no with their mullets and goatees and stuff and then gary johnson though was one of the guys who was like well you know hold on and they were all like booing the shit out of yeah vaguely suggesting maybe you should have to have like some sort of uh you know driver's license yeah or just any sort of testing before you're just given a car to like go run around with the rebuttal to that i thought was very good though his one of his opponents was like what's next you're going to have to have a license to put toast in the toaster. <laughs> Damn. The roast. Actually, master what he said. General. Um, well, actually, that would make sense me. if the roast master general was in the Libertarian <laughs> Party. Because a pedophile. The split in the Libertarian Party this week is between pedophiles and a few files, and it's probably <laughs> historically going to be something they can't come back from. They can't realize they're on the same side. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing, dude. Um. All right. Well, we're we're around a time here. Is there anything else we want to cover? Well, we let's kind of round out the libertarian story. Yeah, we're still talking, Alex. I know you oh, want to take a huge dump in your own bathroom, like you do, and then blame on us on the podcast. <laughs> this is factually incorrect. That is not what happens. <laughs> well, we'll leave it to the listeners to decide who they think took that huge dump in your bathroom. I think those waffles. Or waffles. Alex's cat has been toilet trained. <laughs> he has his own bathroom. Uh, uh, well, what? Do you, hold on. What do you think about this, Alex or Anders? Um. Well, yeah. So the the Mises Caucus is like, uh, yeah, pseudo alt right. They're doing things like if it was um, Alex, it'd be the Mises Caucus. Yeah. <laughs> they're taking. They had. They had this weird tweet where they're like six million dollar minimum wage, or you're anti-Semitic. Like which was supposed to be a reference to the Holocaust, I guess. That that crazy ass New Hampshire Twitter account, New Hampshire Libertarian yeah. Twitter account that's always saying like really fucked up shit like that and like tweeting about how uh they should be allowed to be pedophiles and stuff. That's one of the ones that the older faction was uh decided was like too fringe. Right. 
separated from or whatever. Yeah, but they have so they they want uh, secession basically because um, you know the standard libertarian position has been that like yeah the founding fathers had the perfect idea 50 states that's it but no they want states to be able to secede and start their own little fucking fiefdoms and shit right they have um, this plan called the great divorce where yeah. like every state succeeds from each other at the same time we become like a lot of the libertarian country. party is based around divorce that's true that's where they got the idea yeah actually it's good that Florida left me yeah i'm happy like this i like being 50 small countries <laughs> but yeah and you know libertarianism in the united states traditionally past you know few decades has been very much uh about liberal liberalizing social quote-unquote issues like abortion which uh the mises caucus has been able to like nix out of the official platform um as well as a line that said we condemn bigotry as irrational and repugnant so not even like oh we support diversity just we're not racists they took that out yeah take that uh, down yeah <laughs> give people the wrong idea That's which like is crazy of a thing to nix because like everyone says that because you don't have to back it up in any meaningful right. way just saying i am nice and they're like nope take that out nice. <laughs> wrong i'm full of hate wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so you know the kind of the old guard here sees themselves as you know what libertarians have for a while is like yeah we're forward-thinking nice people who you know are against intolerance and all that stuff and you know ron paul was um their kind of uh progenitor in a lot of ways he was a libertarian nominee in 1988 and uh branded himself sort of successfully as you know above those issues in a way um you know he he would when he was running for president would talk um about in, not he wouldn't use the term institutional racism but he would talk about like discrimination and stuff he, he you know he was not he tried to sort of avoid that stuff but if you look at his past and his background of course there were newsletters that were under his name for several years that were vehemently racist and uh you know he's made all kinds of terrible comments that people have dug up but um one thing that he has been very open about is ludwig von mistis so even like the the quote-unquote classical libertarian party libertarians they they all say oh we like von mistis i don't know if they've actually read him because if you look into some of the stuff, and this goes for Hayek and all these Austrian school guys who are many of whom said they were anti-Nazi, but uh, there's a lot of ties to fascism. Um, he Mises wrote a book in 1927 called Liberalism. I did a little research of my own on wikipedia.org. And uh, this is a quote nice. from Mises's book he says it cannot be denied that fascism and similar movements aiming at the establishment of dictatorships are full of the best intentions and that their intervention has for the moment saved european civilization the merit that fascism has thereby won for itself will live on eternally in history but though its policy has brought salvation for the moment it is not the kind which could promise continued success fascism was an emergency makeshift to view it as something more would be a fatal error. So um that's sounds like kind of at least soft fascism uh to, to me. And the, the funny thing is these guys would call themselves liberals, but if you look at the logical conclusion a lot of their stuff to a lot of their stuff, like for instance, weighted voting in South Africa where property holders should have uh more of a vote than like you know most black people. Um, this is this is fascism by another name. Yeah, yeah. I, I, nobody calls themselves a fascist. I mean, they also talk about in this article how Dave Smith, like one of the things that that caused people to become disillusioned with the new wacky Nazi, openly whatever the alt right uh, libertarians, is that he has white supremacists on his podcast, The Legion of Skanks, the podcast from you know from following me on Twitter. 
uh, and listening to our show. And uh, he's, you know, sort of said like, well, I had them on to debate, though, except for the other times when I had them on to talk. <laughs> yeah, like, they're they're, they're to debate ass. me. And I'm like, I agree with everything you're saying. Right. Like, <laughs> that's still technically a debate, even like if it's they won hard against. Oh, me. yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, but then like they all they also will you know it's it's interesting the mental gymnastics that they use to sort of like psychologically compartmentalize just not wanting to say out loud i uh, kind of just agree with fascist politics um you know i'm just talking to these people uh you know don't i agree with most of what they say but maybe not some other things you know i don't know all of that going on over there and they're pedophiles Okay. <laughs> and I think they're I'm done talking about libertarians. I just think it's very funny that they're having like a. It's like reading French history or something, and they're like, and then the Girondins arrived. You know, <laughs> but it's, it's different types of goatee guys. <laughs> yeah, no stakes French Revolution is what we're talking about. The just sans, for fun. The Sans Oakleys split from uh, you know, the, the guys who wear those wraparound sunglasses. Um, the mountain of child pornography, child pornography. <laughs> and that's the joke. <laughs> French revolution, the, you know, sans culottes. So it's like, oh, we don't wear, um, long pants, cargo shorts or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, yeah. We're all on the same page here. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm running out of these. Fuck it. Are we done? I need 10 more. And everybody can uh, go home. Fuck. <laughs> uh, no, let's not do that. Let, I am 100% joking. Let's not do that. Uh, the order of the fat hand. <laughs> uh, who's got a show coming up, folks? Not me. Crickets. Crickets. Okay. I do. I have one. Um, October 22nd, a Saturday this time, you can come back to Game Boys. We have James Austin Johnson on it on a Saturday while Saturday Night Live is going. I know. I don't know how this happened either, but he's going to be there. Uh, That's at Caveat. I'll put the link in the thing. Uh, It's at the end of the month. Take your time. Consider if you'd like to go out and watch comedy. I think it'll be fun. Um, I also have a new podcast where we read Quora's. I'm going to mention that again. I've been enjoying doing it and learning about Quora, a website I'm figuring out a lot of people have never heard of. Uh, but it's a great way to learn medical knowledge. And that is called Quorators. Find it online. Cool. Uh, I, my other podcast, Why You Mad, is back. We took a little break. It's only on Patreon right now, but we're going to release the episodes. Because if you subscribed for the Patreon and then didn't get an episode for two months, we want to give you something for free. So right now, you only have premium membership. You can only hear episodes, but everyone will get them in like a month or two. Uh, uh, that's it. No shows for me. Not yet. Something soon. Ed Andersley here on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm realizing after I said the thing about the compost guy, composting actually does uh, have some value. Uh, I believe, and uh, you should do it. Um, no shade to composting, and don't get mad at me for that. Check out, be on the lookout for my Substack. Got a big story about to drop. Little counterfactual situation about the Brest-Litovsk agreement, if it never happened, and the revolution tried to spread. What would have happened? Uh, so check that out. I'll I'll post that when it when it comes out. So follow me on Twitter at Andersley here. Yeah, it's finished. Okay, everybody, it's finished. It's doo doo.